if you've stepped in here today and you're not saved, if you're not 100% sure about your eternal destination, can I ask you why that is? Because judgment is coming. If you're here today and we're on the, the brink of this revival meeting, man, I'm praying and asking God to help us this week. If you're here today, maybe you've been saved, but you're not right with God. Why not? Because judgment is coming. Judgment's coming. Can I say, look, look, look if you're interested or you want to take notes, I'm going to flip through here and just read a couple verses as fast as I can. Chapter number 2, verse 19. Thine own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backsliding shall reprove thee. Know therefore and see that it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God and that my fear is not in thee, saith the Lord God of hosts. The nation of Israel had plummeted into apostasy, into idolatry because they had lost the fear of God. Is that not the hour that you and I are living in? We have totally lost the fear of the God of this Bible. The Bible tells us in chapter number 3 verse 5, Will he reserve his anger forever? Will he keep it to the end? Behold, thou hast spoken and done evil things as thou couldest. The nation of Israel, God's own people, they were living a, a wicked life to the extent they were going as far as they possibly could. That is the same day that you and I are living in this morning. Chapter number 4, the Bible tells us in verse number 3, Break up your fallow ground and sow not among the thorns. Their heart had gotten so hard that the prophet tells them to break up the, the fallow ground of their, of their heart. The Bible tells us in verse number 22 of chapter 4, For my people is foolish, they have not known me. They are sottish children. They have none understanding, they are wise to do evil. But to do good they have no knowledge. They did not even know how to do good. The Bible tells us in chapter number 5, verse 6, Wherefore a lion out of the forest shall slay them, and a wolf of the evening shall spoil them. A leopard shall watch over their cities. Every one that goeth out thence shall be torn in pieces, because their transgressions are many, and their backslidings are increased. The Bible tells us later on in chapter 6, verse 25, Your iniquities have turned away these things, and your sins have withholden good things from you. What the prophet Jeremiah is trying to, trying to preach to God's people is that judgment was coming on the horizon in their life. Why? Because of sin. Because of sin. Listen, I don't have time to go through and read every verse that Jeremiah dealt with, but friend, can I say that judgment was coming into the future of God's people because of sin. Friend, can I remind us today that judgment is on the horizon. Judgment is coming for sin. If you're here today and you've never been saved by the good grace of God, listen, I commend you for being here, but that's not going to do it. That's not good enough to get you into a holy heaven. Thank God if you've got some godly parents. Thank God if you've got some godly 
godly family members. But I'm here to tell you today that's not that's not good enough. Judgment's coming. Judgment's coming. Judgment's coming because of sin. Listen, it does not matter if you've never robbed a bank. It does not matter if you've ever listen poured drugs into your system. It matters that you were born a sinner. It does not matter how bad you've been. It's just that you are a sinner. And the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. Listen, that's eternal death into the lake of fire and brimstone. Sinner friend, you must be reminded today that judgment's coming for your sins. I'm telling you, you better run for mercy while the door is open. You better seek out the good grace of God while you still can. Summer's gone. Why are you not saved? Judgment's coming. Judgment's coming because of sin. Because of sin. Amen. Can I say this judgment that's coming, it's coming because of sin, but can I say not only is it because of sin, but this judgment that's coming, it's going to be severe. Chapter number 9, the Bible tells us in verse, uh, verse 13, And the Lord saith, Because they have forsaken my law which I set before them, and have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein, but have walked after the imagination of their own heart, and after Balaam which their fathers taught them, Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will feed them, even this people, with wormwood, and give them water of gall to drink. I will scatter them also among the heathen, whom neither they nor their fathers have known. And I will send a sword after them, till I have consumed them. I know that's not the God that's preached in our day, but friend, that's the God of this Bible. And the judgment that was on on the horizon for the nation of Israel. It was because of sin and it was also going to be real severe. Listen to me this morning sinner friend. Your religion's not going to do it. You better run for mercy because judgment's coming. Judgment's coming and it's going to be severe. It's going to be severe. It's going to be severe The judgment's coming. Oh but we're living in a day where we can talk our way out of all of our appointments, out of all of our problems. But I'm here to tell you today, friend, that if you die and step into eternity outside of the blood of Calvary, the judgment's going to be severe. It's going to be severe. I believe the sinner that dies without Jesus as their Savior will suffer for all eternity what Christ suffered on the cross. I'm telling you, dear God, you better run for mercy today because judgment's coming and it's going to be severe. Oh, it's going to be severe. Can you imagine being put in a place that was never, never created for you and never being able to get out outside of the white throne judgment, being in torment, being in a bottomless pit, a place of outer darkness, a place of ungodly, wicked people for all eternity. Oh, it's going to be severe. 
Our society tries to take that out of our minds with prescription pills. uh, And they laugh and they mock and they scorn uh, at the Bible reality of a devil's hell. uh, But if you die today without Christ, uh, listen, judgment's coming. Uh, Judgment's coming and it's going to be severe. I mean, listen, you'll be in a place, I believe, where God will give you a memory. You'll hear every leather-long man of God. Remember those services where God was wooing and drawing you. You'll remember that for all eternity. You'll remember every time that young lady got up and tried to tear up the piano singing for the glory of God. You'll be in a place of severe, severe judgment. Summer's gone, and you're not saved. Can I say why not? Because judgment's coming because of sin. Judgment's coming, and it's going to be severe. But can I say judgment's coming, but there's a solution. Amen. Aren't you thankful that the negative part of the message is over with now? Amen. Amen. I feel like diving off the platform now. Hey, listen, friend, listen, listen. You don't have to leave here in the same mess you're in right now. You don't have to leave here uncomfortable around God's people. Oh, no, you can leave. Change, born from above, made a new creature. You can leave with the hope of heaven. Listen, and the joy bells of heaven flowing off of your lips. Thank God there's a solution for the judgment that's coming. Notice with me in our text. He said, The harvest is past, the summer is ended, we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black, astonishment hath taken hold on me. Notice verse 22, what Jeremiah says. He says, Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? He, he, he proposes these this question, but then he answers it. He says, why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? You, you know what Jeremiah's saying? He, he says, is there no balm in Gilead? He said, is there no physician there? And he answers it. He, he, he says in a, in a roundabout way, sure there is. Sure, there's a bomb in Gilead. Glory be to God. There's a bomb. Hallelujah to God. There is a bomb in Gilead this morning. Good news, sinner friend. There is a physician that's got the cure for your disease. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me just stop and take a time out and say I met this physician almost 15 years ago. I had hair on my shoulders. I was wanted in two or three counties. But God knew the mess I was in. He put two white-headed grandparents in my life. They crammed me in the back seat of an old Buick Regal one night. They turned the primitive quartet up just as loud as those boys could sing. They drove me into a little old country town in the northeast Georgia mountains and listen my granddaddy had witnessed to me got me right under Holy Ghost conviction and that night I met the physician that had the answer to my problems can I tell you today I've driven five hours to tell you sinner friend there is hope for you there is a physician there is a bomb in Gilead glory glory to God There's a solution 
You know what Gilead means? It means a hard, rugged, or rough place. Huh? Could you be there this morning? I wonder, man, is that the condition of your life today? If you were to get honest with me, not worried about who's around you, but if we could pull the curtains back in your life, are you in a hard, rugged, uh, I mean just a, a rough place? Can I tell you you're in a good location uh, to get a dose of the bomb of Gilead? Uh, hallelujah this morning. Uh, there is a solution for the judgment that is on uh, the horizon. They tell me about this bomb of Gilead. It's sharp to the taste, but it's wholesome to digest. Now you think about that for just a moment. It's sharp to the taste. It's, it's hard when you taste it. It's bitter. It's got a bad taste. But when you, when you digest it, it's good for you. Can I say that sounds a whole lot like Bible truth. Amen. Amen. Can I just get honest? We're going to spend a few days together. I don't always live uh, like I'm supposed to live. I know that may shock some of y'all. Amen. I'm not as dumb as I look. It's just these clothes I got on. Amen. Amen. Uh, listen, but I, I listen. I, I mean, I mess up just like anybody else. Amen. And there's times, man, that the man of God will get up and he'll preach something. I'm telling you, it's like I'm the only person in there. I'm like, this dude, uh, he's been watching me. He's got that family thing on my phone watching where I go. I mean, he, he knows exactly the dark areas of my life. Amen. Am I just by myself now? And as these men of God across the land will begin to preach to me, you know what, when I hear that truth and they start dealing with the Word of God with things in my life, man, I don't want to hear that. It's real bitter for me to hear that and try to spiritually digest that. But oh man, I'm telling you, uh, thank God for those times in my life uh, where I've begun to stray and wander off the path uh, where that bomb of Gilead uh, has been put before me. Uh, and sure, it's bitter and hard to taste. Uh, oh, but thank God after you digest it, uh, it does nothing but good. Uh, hallelujah this morning, there's a bomb in Gilead. Uh, it may be be tough for you to taste this morning uh, but I'm telling you if you'll grab hold of truth uh, and run in the direction that the Lord's asking you to come uh, there is a solution uh, for the problem you're in that bomb of Gilead of course is a, is a great picture and a type of the Lord Jesus Christ he's the only way to heaven this morning not your good works, not, not mom and daddy's good works, none of that. Not the baptistry, uh, not the sacraments, none of that. Uh, amen. Jesus Christ and Him alone, there's a solution. Summer's gone, you're not saved. Can I say why? Judgment's coming. Can I say not only is judgment coming, but justice is coming. You know what justice means? It just simply means a rendering to everyone his do or right reward or punishment for his or her conduct. That's what justice is. Can I say as you study out the book of Jeremiah, that's exactly what he was preaching. That justice was coming. Chapter number 29, allow me just to read a couple verses and we'll head in for a landing here in just a moment. Justice is coming. In chapter number 29, the Bible tells us in verse number 21, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, of Ahab the son of Koalath, and and of Zedekiah the son of Messiah, which prophesy, notice this, which prophesy a lie unto you in my name. There's a crowd of religious people 
In Jeremiah's day, they had been running around preaching a message in the Lord's name that he had not sent out. And the Bible tells us in the next verse, The Lord make thee like Zedekiah and like Ahab, whom the king of Babylon roasted in the fire. So Jeremiah tells us about a crowd of folks that were running around, acting like a a prophet or a priest that God had never called to, to be a prophet or a priest. He had never sent them out with that message that they, were, that they were preaching. They were preaching a lie. They were living a lie. And Jeremiah tells us that, that justice was coming for that crowd. Can I say justice is coming for the crowd that's fake? Justice is coming to the crowd that's fake, that's phony, that's living a lie. Well, I'm telling you we're living in a, in a religious, religious society. Matthew, Matthew 7 tells us, he said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth unto destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. But enter ye in at the straight gate, for narrow is the way, and straight is the gate that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Can I say, you may have your religious clothes on this morning, you may have all of that stuff in line, but deep down today, you know that something's not right. Can I say there is, there is coming a day not only of judgment, but there is coming a day of justice. And it's going to reveal all of that crowd that's been fake and phony all these years. Oh, dear God, if that's you this morning, I pray you'll take your pride. Amen. Throw it under the pew. Uh, amen. Strip yourself of that religion and run uh, for biblical salvation while you still can. Justice is coming to the fake. Can I say justice is coming to the foe? I'll not take time to flip over there, but chapter number 30, verse 16, Jeremiah tells the nation of Israel that all that crowd that was fixing to be, uh, listen, crude to them and send them off into captivity, the Bible tells us that Jeremiah stood and told them about a day off down in the future, hallelujah, where God was going to straighten all that out. And can I say not only is justice coming to the fake, but justice is coming to our foe. Hallelujah, aren't you thankful? thankful today. Uh, Listen, I know he was defeated at Calvary, but what's it going to be when he's bound? Uh, Listen, with a chain uh, cast into the lake of fire, hallelujah, there's justice coming to the one uh, that's tried to destroy our life. Uh, There's justice coming uh, to the one that's tried to destroy our young people. Uh, There's justice coming uh, to the one that's tried to destroy the church uh, and our marriages. Hallelujah today. Uh, There's justice Justice coming to the foe. There's justice coming to the fake, but in chapter number 29, can I say there's justice coming to the faithful? Amen. Amen. I'm looking at a crowd in here, no doubt, man. You've given your life to the things of God. You're here Sunday morning, Sunday night. Some of you may have taken off this week for the revival meeting. You do everything you can around here. And there's times, man, it seems like nobody could care less. Nobody pats you on the back. Nobody tries to encourage you. Can I remind you, there is coming a day. Summer's gone. The harvest has ended. There's coming a day, though. There's coming a day when justice will surface to the top and there'll be rewards to the faithful Uh, glory to God it pays to serve the Lord summer's gone judgment's coming justice is coming but can I say this and I'm done Jesus is coming
chapter number 33. Jeremiah says this in chapter number 33, verse 14. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will perform that good thing which I have promised unto the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. Amen. Can I just say that Jesus is coming? If you're here today and you've never been saved, can I say Jesus is coming? Why, why are you not saved? If you've heard a presentation of the gospel, the gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you've heard that and the Holy Ghost has revealed to you that you're a sinner, He has wooed and drawn you to a place of repentance and you've rejected that, if Jesus were to come today, listen friend, you're in a mess. It's going to be too bad for you. Summer's gone, the harvest has ended. Why are you not saved? Judgment's coming. Justice is coming, but Jesus is coming. Can I say, theologians say that 318 times in the New Testament, He promises us that He's coming again. One in every 30 verses refer to His second coming. And 20 times as many references in the Old Testament to His second coming as to His first. His first coming is a historical fact. It's a historical fact. And if he came the first time, fulfilled all of those prophecies, what makes you think that he's not going to come again to, re, to, to fulfill all of those promises? Jesus is coming because he promised in verse 14. In verse 15 and 16 we see his purpose. He's going to fix everything. That's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to, he's going to fix everything. I know it looks like we're defeated right now. I know it looks like, man, it's a, it's a bad day over there in Israel and Jerusalem, Tel Aviv and all that. But I'm telling you, one of these days, amen, over there in Zechariah 12, Zechariah 14, they ain't seen nothing yet. Jesus is coming, friend. Jesus Christ is coming. This coming, it's promised. We see its, it's purpose, but we see it's pending. You see, as you study the Bible, you'll, you'll find where the Lord's used a lot of great men and women. I mean, thank God for Noah, Moses, Sarah, and Abraham, John the Baptist, Elijah, Elisha. He's used donkeys, amen. He's used chickens. He's used angels. I mean, he, he's used a lot of great things. But the next great prophetical event on his time clock, he's not going to use a man. He's not going to use some, some, some godly lady. He's not going to use an angel. But the Bible said the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a voice and a amen and a shout. Hey, hallelujah to God. Jesus is coming this morning. I don't know, maybe you're a child of God and you're a little bogged down. Can I just say lift up your heads for our redemption's going to draw nigh. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus is coming. The other morning I was in my office reading trying to get ready for Sunday school and uh, my, my wife's granddad, uh, Brother Curtis Hudson, put, put some books together. And I was flipping through one of them, and it had a picture of my wife when she was a little baby. He was up behind a podium holding her, and I just sent her a picture so she could be reminded of those good days with her grandpa. And she sent me back a message, and she said, I sure wish Papa could have met Andy Lynn and J.W. And I got to thinking over there, I believe it's in 1 Thessalonians 4, where... It said that we shall meet the Lord in the air and we shall be called up together with our loved ones. I sent her back that verse and I said, Oh, 
The, 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 the sentence has not ended yet. The period's not on the sentence yet. There will be a meeting one of these days. Glory to God. Jesus is coming, friend. Jesus is coming. Summer's gone. Why are you not saved? If you're here today and you, you, you are not 100% sure where you're going to spend eternity, can I beg you from the bottom of my heart, why don't you get that fixed and straightened out today? Because judgment's coming. Justice is coming. And Jesus is coming. If you're here today and maybe you have been saved, a picture of the nation of Israel, and you're just simply not right with God, can I say don't wait till the middle part of the revival meeting? Don't wait till the end. Don't wait till next year. Why don't you just get right today? There's no telling what God could work in your home, in your marriage. There's no telling, Daddy, what God could use you in the lives of your children if you'd just get right with God. I'm telling you, man, what a great place the Gethsemane Baptist Church is. There's no telling what God can do in the days ahead for this place if God's people just stay right with Him. I don't know your heart this morning, but I'm asking you, if you're not saved, why don't you get saved? If you're not right with God, why don't you come this morning? Let's stand our feet. Brother Derek's going to come give the invitation. And I say if you're here today and you're lost, you're among friends. You do not have to leave the same way you came in. Jesus Christ died to save you from an eternal damnation in the lake of fire. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the word of God. I pray you'd work in hearts this morning. In Jesus' name.